0: Welcome to episode one of Disrupt Podcast's dedicated series on African e-health. Over the course of the next three episodes, we'll be discussing the challenges around healthcare delivery in Africa and how health tech startups are addressing those challenges and what more is needed from governments, investors and donors to ensure they can scale their impact. This series is brought to you in partnership with Salient Advisory, Curacel and RxAll and we'll be hearing from representatives of those companies here to tap into their expertise on the African e-health space. We hope you find it valuable. Africa ranks extremely poorly for many healthcare indicators, with major access, affordability and quality challenges that are all especially pronounced in rural and remote areas. Improving healthcare outcomes on the continent is both a moral and economic imperative, And in recent years, an e-health startup ecosystem has sprung up to do just that. Many of the innovators in this space are trying to solve problems they have direct experience of.
1: I'm a pharmacist by profession, and I became a pharmacist because I was in a 21-day coma from a fake drug while I was growing up in Nigeria. And that experience made me decide that I was going to fix the pharmaceutical supply chain in Nigeria and the rest of the continent.
0: That was Adebayo Alonge, founder and CEO at Rxall, a Nigerian startup that's building digital commerce infrastructure for independent pharmacies and related businesses. As a pharmacist himself, he's well-versed in the challenges those in the business face.
1: Yeah, i become clear from my work experience that the issue around poor quality uh, was tied to fragmentation of the pharmacy space. So you have a lot of independent pharmacies on the continent, over 100,000 of them, they account for more than 70%. Of retail pharmacy transactions, uh, but most of them don't have any kind of academic training in pharmacy. Um, many of them uh, are also sort of high school degree holders. They run their businesses in the traditional sense uh, using pen and paper. Um, they have no means to know what's fast moving, slow moving, what's about to expire on the shelf. Um, and this leads to some behaviors, you know, because if someone has invested all their life savings into inventory and that inventory is expired, um, they are desperate to change and tamper with it uh, so that you buy it off the shelf from them, right? And so that's how we end up with poor quality medicines that almost kill people. And so when I started at Rxol, um the sense of what we had um, for us as a mission was how to enable these small businesses, right? giving them the digital tools, to carry a quality control in real time using a, a simple Android phone. Um, the ability to use our app to digitise inventory, get alerts around products about to expire or go out of stock, give them notifications that are on products that are in demand so they can make sure they're stocking it properly, and helping them sell online so that they can tap into the growing e-commerce uh, marketplace.
0: It's not just pharmacists that encounter challenges the issues facing Africans when they come to seek health care are significant.
1: You know, I've lived and worked um, in building this business in Nigeria, in Kenya, Uganda, and I'm always struck by the similarity in how the healthcare system is set up, right? It's mostly out of pocket. We have more than 90%, um, in fact, more than 95%, because penetration rates is no more than 3% for insurance, health insurance on the continent. So most people, 95% plus, are actually paying out-of-pocket for healthcare, whether it's in the hospital or the pharmacy for medication. Um, And so um, the first point of interaction usually um, with the healthcare system, after they have asked family and friends or their church members or mosque members for advice, um, is really at the pharmacy store. That's the first point where they actually meet with institutionalized um, type of uh, healthcare, um, but in Africa, it's not institutionalized yet. It's still fragmented. So, in in essence, the pharmacy store is like an extension of the rest of the community. Right? The pharmacy owners um, tend to know the people who frequent them. Um, they tend to provide some sort of advisory, even if they're not trained to provide it. Uh, it could just be what they know from actually running the business for from experience over a number of years. So all in, I would say most Africans, um, by the time they actually end up meeting with institutional care and the actual medical setting in the hospital, uh, it could be a grade three, grade four, grade five hospital, they've already engaged with the community, with the pharmacy store uh, before they get into the hospital. And there's a reason why they don't want to go into institutionalized medical care. And that's because... Um, they get treated very poorly. You know, I've seen doctors shout down patients. I've seen nurses strike patients. Um, I've seen, um, just like people being maltreated, um, in the institutionalized hospital systems. So that's why they tend to want to focus on what they're familiar with the community, the pharmacy store, um, before going to the actual institutionalized medical care. And besides the poor quality of care, there's also um, the issue around the costs. So I can get to a pharmacist store, no matter how illiterate or semi illiterate the owner might be. At least I get some advisory that I don't have to pay for. Um, if I'm gonna see a, doctor, a hospital an institutionalized medical hospital, um, I will have to pay for consultation. On average, it's costing anywhere from a dollar to $2. Um, you know, that money, I can use it to actually buy the medication um, that I've been advised at the pharmacist to, to give. So you see, it's like um, that sort of continuum of care-seeking behavior that we have um, on the continent. And um, the outcomes are not very good. So, for example, you go into a store, you don't get um, good advice, you get a medication, you're still feeling bad, you have to come back again. Um, for treatment so you end up spending much more money than you should Um, maybe in some instances you keep treating uh, self-medicating even Um, it gets complicated and you're rushed into hospital almost on your deathbed and then your family members now have to sell the land sell the property uh, to pay the doctors um, to save your life, right? And in many cases, the prognosis at that point is very poor. So most people with terminal conditions actually end up dying. So um, that's the call, that's the, that's the care-seeking behaviour, and that's sort of the negative outcomes that many Africans have to deal with um, when dealing with healthcare uh, services on the continent.
0: A bad overall picture then, but what are the major specific challenges? A key one is a lack of insurance, with the penetration rate on the continent standing at barely three percent. This creates a challenge around affordability, says Henry Mascott, who's co-founder and CEO at Nigerian startup Curacell, which creates APIs that enable insurers to connect with digital distribution channels and to administer their claims cost effectively.
2: Obviously there are lots of challenges across the value chain. Um but, but more holistically like the, the sort of like what drives what we do is we is this concept of Um, People growing and becoming economically viable and the way people are paying out of pocket. So you get sick, you go to a hospital, you pay all the bills by yourself. Um, You know, that doesn't really like drive that um, sustainability as an individual, as a family um, which is where health insurance comes in. Because like, obviously what health insurance does is to say, okay, cool, we're going to create a pool and we're going to make it a community where like, you know, everybody kind of like takes care of everybody. So, you, you, you know, you don't pay out of pocket each time, but like, you know, at this particular time, you know, somebody pays your own bills. At this other time, you pay someone's bills. It's kind of like the whole concept. It's, it's, it's a community, it's a pool, people pull, pulling the monies together. Um, and so it subsidizes the, the cost of getting the service or the cost of, um, you know, in this case, healthcare. Um, and I, and I always like to use a story, an example of, um, you know, if, you know, you're like a you know, upcoming like lower middle class kind of like um, Uber driver, and you, you know, as an Uber driver, really like either you own your car or you you um you rented someone's car, right? You're kind of like a daily earner, like a weekly earner, right? You don't have a ton of savings. You have a wife. You have kids, um, and that means if you get really sick, right, um, and you don't have any health insurance um, you know, you're going to use all the savings that you have, um, to be able to take care of yourself. So if you, you know, actually my, my, the example I like to use, is if you get into an accident, right. So you get into an accident, um, your car gets like totaled, you know, you need like substantial amount of money to fix it. Um, and you don't have any car insurance. You don't have any health insurance. Um, you know, you, you're kind of like in a fix, right? Cause now, um, whatever savings you have. And these guys barely have any, barely, they don't have any savings, right? Because they're paying the, 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 the down, they're paying for the car weekly as well. So all the other expenses go to, goes to feeding their family. If they are not got kids and this, those kids have to go to school. Um, and so I, You know, from from sort of like when we think about the business, we we don't think that, especially people in poor countries have the luxury of paying out of pocket. Um, And this is where insurance comes in, right? Health insurance is like, now it subsidizes the cost of healthcare. Um, It makes it that you don't have to pay out of pocket each time um, and so on and so forth. So it's kind of like the key problem that we as a business like to anchor our, our mission on.
0: That's affordability then. But as Adebayo has touched upon, accessibility is also a major challenge. Yomi Kazim is engagement manager at Salient Advisory, a global healthcare advisory firm particularly focused on helping healthcare stakeholders understand the biggest trends in African health and tech ecosystems. Its yearly market intelligence report is a crucial piece of work that helps inform key decisions on how to effectively engage with the leading healthcare startups on the continent. This year, the report is focused on healthcare supply chains, which Yomi says are overstretched.
3: Supply chains are a big, you know, um, or have been a big topic over the past few years in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it highlighted a few things that we all knew or suspected, which is that public health supply chains are overstretched. And with, with that being the case, a lot of people default to sourcing healthcare products from um, private health supply chains. But, you know, those also have problems of their own, specifically being super fragmented. Um, multiple layers between the point where the medication is manufactured or imported to the point where it gets dispensed to a customer. And and that results in um, a several effects. So the prices go higher because there are add-on costs at all of these multiple layers. Um, it, it also means that um, health, key healthcare products are not as available as you typically would want, given the fact that the market is so fragmented. And then also as well, you know, this fragmentation means that there is a general lack of clear quality standards. If there are so many layers in between, it's hard to tell and know for sure that at every layer, um, key and important quality standards are being adhered to or being upheld.
0: Though there are challenges across the board, Yomi says supply chains are a major one.
3: The healthcare system here is such that there are multiple challenges that need to be faced head on, which is why it's great you know, to see um, a, a growing, robust Pan-African ecosystem, first of health technology startups that are trying to solve several problems um you know at, at the same time but then of course uh, uh, supply chains and access to medicines or access to health products is a critical one um if you think about access to healthcare within the context of uh, first consulting a, a physician um getting diagnosed and then you know um uh, getting your medication prescribed and getting access to those medications th- these are all big problems that need to be solved and and um, ensuring that he- health supply chains are efficient, are reliable and safe enough that Africans, or if you want to go specifically, you know, to whatever country it is that you're based in, Nigerians, South Africans, Kenyans, Egyptians, as the case may be, have consistent, reliable access to health products. One of the key problems we face on the continent is that compared to other markets, there is a much higher level of fake and substandard products being available in these markets, and the reason that's the case is because the supply chains are not um, as protected as they should be, are not as safe as they should be, are not as efficient as they should be, and, and that leaves them susceptible to the to the influx, if you like, of fake and substandard medicines, and that has a real a real life big time impact on quality of lives. Uh, there have been cases, you know, in the news where. And, you know, large communities are broadly affected by uh, consumption of fake medicines. We 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 also have leaf experiences as individuals living in these countries where um, you know someone or heard of someone um, whose health suffered or got worse when it was supposed to get better uh, because the, the medicine they consumed or health product they consumed was fake or substandard. So solving that problem of, of ensuring increased, greater and safer access to health products, as I said, is one of the key problems.
0: Whether in supply chains, insurance, or anything else, Henry says there's a big opportunity for health-focused startups in Africa, if they're able to provide the right solutions at the right prices.
2: Obviously, one of the biggest issues with like when you're dealing with a population that is um, there isn't as super affluent, um, then you also need to figure out a way to make sure that you can deliver things at, like costs at cost points or or, or price points that they can afford. Um, and so, you know, that means a lot of the um, um, you know, a lot, a lot of like what typically happens, is, like everybody just wants to like go into a hospital physically, etc. And like everybody goes into like a certain type of hospital, starts a certain way. Um, and so, really, the innovations that need to happen is like in primary sector, in primary, um, um, the primary side of of care, um, where it's not all everybody going into like that big hospital or like that big government hospital. It's, like some of the issues people are dealing with can be solved um, really with like things like telemedicine. Um, so I, I think for me, like it's like cool, the biggest value that technology provides within any industry, whether well it's healthcare as insurance, is massively dropping the costs of service delivery. Um so you you know, and, and so that's kind of like the big opportunity that, you know, is yet yet to be captured. Of course, there are quite a number of businesses now we're very glad that are succeeding within the like telemedicine space. Um we, we were dealing with some of our insurance partners recently and they even just um, presented us one of the new products they created, which is like a health insurance plan that only involves you talking to a doctor um, you know, digitally, right? Whether that's SMS, um, whether that's call, whether it's video, right? And so this, so like initiatives like this, um, you know, where you deploy technology to get the same service, but at the fraction of the cost is really what is required um, at scale for the continent.
0: The origins of the e health industry in Africa were in the digitization of medical records. But in recent years, the sector has developed beyond that into areas such as remote diagnostics, micro health insurance, and supply chain management. Yomi says the latter is an especially busy space.
3: What we see are, you know, um, a wave or an emerging group of startups on the continent. That are leveraging technology and creating solutions that are essentially digitizing supply chain processes, ensuring that healthcare products are getting to people um, much faster um, in some cases, even at at a more affordable rate. And so what they're doing is they're, they're, they're ensuring increased availability, increased accessibility, increased affordability, increased quality as well. of of health products in key markets across the continent. And so it was exciting to carry out this research and identify as many as nearly 350 startups on the continent that are working in this space.
0: The potential impact of startups working in this space is significant.
3: You see innovators on the continent like Maisha Meds in Kenya, like LifeStores Healthcare in Nigeria, um, like Stock also in Nigeria, like Greenter in Egypt. These are all innovators that are building Digital and technological infrastructure that allows small and large-scale pharmacies to consistently stock products on their shelves, consistently source these products from verified, guaranteed quality sources, and in some cases, do this um, while being able to access credit and financing solutions. And it, it's a bit it's a bit antithetical to think of rural operations and you know a, a big fancy technological solution. But we also see these innovators paying key attention to that and building their solutions and features in a way that makes it easy and intuitive for you know what might be considered a rural pharmacy um, to be able to basically get on and 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 utilize for their for the operations. So those key pro- those are some of the key problems that we're seeing a few you know um, a lot of innovators and I, I, of course I cited a few examples there solving in real time and that's translating in real life impact. And ensuring positive health outcomes. If the pharmacy in my, in my rural community is sourcing products consistently from, directly from a, from a verified distributor or from, from a verified manufacturer, it means that myself or my family is guaranteed at the very least to access the quality health products. And that can only make our lives better.
0: nice note on which to end there from Yomi. Africa's healthcare challenges are significant, but innovators across the continent are active in a number of areas to ensure quality healthcare becomes more accessible and affordable in even the most remote areas. Many thanks to Salient Advisory, Curacel and Rxall for their thoughts and for making this series possible. We'll be back again next week to discuss how African governments, investors and donors are helping startups in the health space scale their impact. Bye!